Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, April 7th. Today on the show, Mike Vrabel and the Titans bring back a familiar face, and I get roped into a sports social issue debate because I'm incapable of keeping my mouth shut. But we begin with the Nashville Predators pulling yet another two points out of their rear ends. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, a locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. You want your house to make some money, and so if you put some money into your house, you want it to appreciate, and the Kingston Group will make sure that happens. If you do a renovation or a custom build, you need to make sure you're happy in your home, that you're proud of it. The Kingston Group will make sure that happens. But don't take my word for it. Go check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. I know I keep saying this, so I guess I'll just keep on saying it until it's no longer true, but damn, things are getting very interesting for the Nashville Predators. And it's true because they keep finding ways to win. The Preds overcame not one, but two third-period deficits to steal two points from Detroit in a 3-2 shootout win over the Red Wings on Tuesday evening. Nashville has now won 10 out of 12 games and is still clutching the final playoff spot in the Central Division. Luke Cunning tied the game at one early in the third period, his sixth point in six games since returning from injury, and then after allowing the Red Wings to retake the lead midway through the third period, Mikhail Granlund scored his ninth goal of the season on the power play to tie it back up at two apiece. Roman Yossi, with a little help from the Ryan Johansson's slowest penalty shot in hockey history, was the difference in extra time. The captain finished with two assists in over 29 minutes of ice time and, of course, scored the game winner. UC Saros was incredible once again. He's now 7-2 with a 121 goals against average and a 964 save percentage since coming back from injury on March 18th. Needless to say, the star showed up on Tuesday night. And they're going to have to keep doing it until the trade deadline on Monday. The Preds are in fourth place, two up on Chicago and five up on Columbus, both of which won on Tuesday night as well. Nashville will be back on the ice against Detroit on Thursday night, puck drop at 6.30. Former Titans defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz is back in two-tone blue, sort of. There were various reports about Schwartz's return to Tennessee on Tuesday, ranging from senior defensive assistant to part-time consultant. No matter what role the former head coach of the Lions and longtime Jeff Fisher assistant has here in Nashville, he's going to be involved in the Titans' defense in 2021. Shane Bowen was the defensive coordinator last season in everything but title and will be in the same role again this year. Meanwhile, the front office cut or let walk just about every major defensive player minus linebacker Jayon Brown. The message from John Robinson, along with COVID sucks, is that this was a player's issue, not a coach's problem. But quietly, late in the process, letting Schwartz in the back door gives Mike Vrabel options and the media plenty of chum in the water. Bowen came under intense scrutiny for his defense's awful showing last season, and rightly so. Having a three-decade veteran of NFL defensive football just sort of wandering around the facility isn't going to help the optics of the situation at all. It's a great move, a smart move by Vrabel. Schwartz is a pretty damn good coach and has a boatload of experience. He's an asset inside the walls as the Titans prepare for summer camp and for installing game plans each week. But externally, his existence inadvertently adds fuel to the Shane Bowen defensive coordinator fire, which might be exactly what Rabel wants or not. Who knows? Hopefully you don't listen to this show because you're going to be told what you want to hear. Sometimes you're going to agree with me. Sometimes you're going to disagree with me, and that's okay. Major League Baseball removed the All-Star game from the state of Georgia. 
And no, I'm not going to try to spend all this time discussing how many drop boxes there are in the city of Atlanta. They went from 94 to 23. That there's less time to get ballots and submit ballots and that there's more restrictive voter ID laws. I'm not going to go into any of those details because that's not really what this is about. And I know Chad Withrow disagrees with me. He talked about it a lot on his show, Outkick 360, this week. He spoke about the MLB removing the All-Star game and referenced slanted New York Times articles, quoted a bunch of factoids about other states and other bills. It's all eye candy. Everything he said, it's all pre-snap motion. It's an Arthur Smith offense designed to distract you from what is actually happening. I have a ton of respect for Chad and would not have even mentioned his name on this show if I didn't. And I reached out to him and told him, I said, listen, I have a problem with what you said. Uh, Would you like to comment? I'm going to go on my show tomorrow and I'm going to talk about you in particular. And I just am not the kind of person that wants to like throw him under the bus here. But I could not disagree with him anymore on this issue. Let's lay it out this way. If I cheat on my wife and she decides to leave me, the negative impact on the kids because of the divorce is not my wife's fault. Okay, it's my fault. This is Major League Baseball leaving Georgia. It sucks for the local businesses that this has taken place. But we've seen this in other forms in other places. The SEC stood up for the state flag in Mississippi to be changed with players. We saw some of these exact bills in North Carolina lead the ACC to remove its championship game and the NBA to remove the All-Star game. And guess what happened? Those bills got overturned. Because what matters is the intent of the bill, the decision behind the bill. The specifics are important and We can argue the merits of them all over the place. But if you're an American citizen and you believe in American democracy, then you should believe in everyone voting. Republicans, Democrats, men, women, white, black, young, old. There is no arguing that fact that we should all be able to vote as easily as possible. If there was such a thing as voter fraud, I would care about his or anyone else's argument about this issue. But there is no evidence of voter fraud. We just had the safest election in United States history. And the intent of this bill is so painfully obvious that the only argument you can make against it is to gum up the works with minutiae and details and eye candy. There is no excuse for making it more difficult to vote in our country. What I ask of people is to read the bill. And I know Chad has. Go read the state of Tennessee's voting restrictions. We are one of the worst turnout states in the country. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's an accident? We're just lazy? Tennessee's all just a bunch of lazy bums? Or do you think it's because we have a deep and rich history of trying to keep people from voting, in particular, certain cross-sections of the population? This is exactly like the transgender bill in the state of Tennessee. Yes, I'll touch that third rail too. According to Republican representation in the state of Tennessee, there is not a single trans child trying to play athletics in the state of Tennessee. And yet we waste our taxpayer dollars trying to put in place legislation that is largely hateful for absolutely no reason at all. There is no science. There is no data that backs up children transitioning, having superior athletic performances. And I know that's counterintuitive, but it's scientifically true. So I challenge you all to use critical thinking. If there was voter fraud, this should be an important issue that we should address, but there isn't any. If trans athletes, if trans girls were winning all types of championships all across the state of Tennessee and America, then we should address it. But there's not. There's no evidence to back any of it up. It's not about other rules in other states. In fact, if you take just a couple of minutes to read up on Colorado's voting laws, where the new All-Star game is located, you'll learn that... Colorado's voting laws are incredibly fair and very different from Georgia's and have been very effective for both Republicans and Democrats. 
Amazing what happens when you make voting easy for people. They vote. No, this is about bad faith arguments about a bad faith bill trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist by making it harder to vote. It's really not all that complicated. Any other mental gymnastics you need to do to find fault in Major League Baseball or voting rights advocates is just that, a whole lot of reaching. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, a locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. BuildKG.com is the website. Go check out their work. They will not steer you wrong. My family uses the Kingston Group, and that is why your family should too. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Check out all the great shows from the 440 Sports Network. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. Thank you.